Welcome to the Messy Bookshelf. I am David. I'm Sarah. And this month we are going to do teen movies. I am so excited. So we're going to do a quick (laughs) mini episode without Jade to discuss one of my favorite genres, teen slashers. (laughs) But specifically, we're going to focus on the movie Scream. And last I remember, Jade still hadn't ever seen Scream. Oh, yeah, that's right. So... We don't need to hear non-opinion in this conversation. David! (laughs) (laughs) No, but she, I mean, we've watched it numerous times. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's so good. It's such a classic. But since Jade hasn't seen it, we didn't need her in this this one. Because one, spoilers. Sorry, Jade, if you're listening. Stop listening now. (laughs) So, But also, it came out in 1996. Yeah, get it together, people. It's a classic piece of film. This movie is so good. I didn't realize it came out in 1996. I actually thought it came out in 99, 2000. I thought it came out in 97, but I probably didn't see it until 97 because that's when I went over to a friend's house and snuck it because I was too young to watch. Right. I mean, I was definitely too young, but I had a... I had a brother who uh, was in high school when I was like oh, no. elementary, middle school. Uh, I probably didn't watch it until middle school or high school. So like more like 99 or 2000. Okay. Because in 96, I would have been 10 years old. So I don't think I would have tried sneaking. I know. I know I watched it kind of young just because I had an older brother. In fact, I actually remember my brother inviting his friends over to watch it. And me and my sister pulled our usual stunt where it's like, oh, we're going to go like play with our Barbies or we're going to go play with or look at some books or whatever, which was all in the living room and conveniently just like, you know, slide over or whatever and just like catch parts of the movie um but it has such an iconic cast who who is well it's like i don't know i don't know if i would say it has an iconic cast so um, as much as it is an iconic movie but it has a okay fine it has a great cast it has a good cast think think about all the people who are in it they that, that were big in the 90s and early 2000s matt lillard matt lillard wasn't big in the 90s I would yeah, say his peak was. was in the 2000s. She's all that. Oh my God, he's so good in She's Yeah, but when did that come out? Like 2000, 90. 2001? No, it was like 99, 98, 99. He didn't get all that Scooby-Doo money until the 2000s, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Summer's Catch. Summer Catch. And that came out in like 2002 or 2003, proving my point. Thank you very much. Moving on. <laughs> The I only love, one who was the only one who was actually big at the time mm-hmm. was Courtney Cox. Neva Campbell was con- she had done Party of Five, but she wasn't like this huge person. David Arquette is just David Arquette. He's around for some reason now, and <laughs> he's an Arquette. Um, Skeet Ulrich was never really huge, but Rose this- McGowan. Again, wasn't huge at the time. I would say her peak was probably in the 2000s. You know. Uh, probably peak Jamie Kennedy, though. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy is amazing in this movie. Probably peak Jamie <laughs> Kennedy. Because, let's see, he he followed this up, that up with... Because back to back, he did... Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet in this. Oh, I always forget. But I can't remember which that. one. Because he, he plays one of the whatever 
Montague boys. Okay. I don't it's know. It's been if... such a long time since anyway. I've seen. Yeah, because he's the one that starts to fight in the mar- in the market at the beginning. He is? Mm-hmm. Again, it's been such a long time, and I've actually anyway, been wanting we're, to we're it. getting into Shakespeare and stuff now. <laughs> Let's pump the brakes to go back to screen. Are we missing anyone? I'm I'm blanking. Are we missing anyone? Those else? are the big names. The big okay. I mean, Harry Henry Winkler is uncredited as the principal. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I just watched Excuse it for me. the first time. You know, when we watched it, what was that like a month ago? For the first time in a long time, like there were some things that I kind of forgot about. Like it I sounds like a personal problem. Whoa! <laughs> it should be a regular viewing experience. <laughs> I totally forgot. Like Rose McGowan was in it, but then spoiler if you haven't seen it when she dies it's like oh yeah i remember now um it's a slasher movie almost everybody dies (laughs) oh obviously drew barrymore drew barrymore now that's the famous one yeah did the hitch west craven pulled the hitchcock where he had the leading lady die in the first 15 minutes and nobody was expecting it because she was the big name right I mean, Courtney Cox was Courtney Cox because she was in Friends, but it wasn't like she hadn't done a lot of movies or wasn't known as a movie star. She was a TV person. So Drew Barrymore. Yes. Again, (laughs) she was a a TV person. That was where the majority of her fame was, because as you well know, a lot of adults, particularly mothers, did not like the Ace Ventura movies in the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) Yours. Mine. (laughs) Yeah. So Drew Barrymore was the big the big name in the cast i have to say that might be that opening scene might be my favorite my favorite part of the movie well it is a brilliant opening scene i mean that's why it's been parodied by scary movie and so and you know it's just yeah a a ton of i mean what's your favorite scary movie you know the whole like i think the other reason why i like it so much is because of um it plays on the whole like well, she's not babysitting, but it kind of plays on the whole like babysitter thing, like the phone call is coming from inside the house type thing. But it's I will say that it had been a while since I watched it until we watched it a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten how, how brutal it was oh at the my beginning. Gosh, right? Sorry. The person who I made watch it said <laughs> it wasn't that bad and, and right? maybe scarf for life. <laughs> and sent you home to your apartment by yourself. Uh, um yeah it it has just like a great opening and um yeah i guess i didn't remember it like really showing drew barrymore's death well that's the thing it's one of those where it shows a lot but it doesn't show a lot too Mm -hmm. that's what i was like this is kind of like this is i would say this is the like the end of the 20th century psycho okay. in terms of like yeah. influence because yes. it 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 revamped the slasher genre mm-hmm. it brought it back i would say it's the most influential of the modern mm-hmm. meaning like late 90s late 20th century early 21st century slasher movies because you know it revived the genre Whereas, like, mm-hmm. in the 80s, you had stuff like Slumber Party Massacre, oh, so Freddy, good. Jason, Sleepaway Camp, you know, but they... Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I said Freddy. Oh, sorry. I guess I wasn't um, paying attention. 
You know, I mean, you even had the 18 different Texas Chainsaw Massacres that came out in the 80s into the early 90s, but they were all, they just all got progressively worse and terrible. We totally have to do an episode on that one we just watched, uh, Return to Horror, Return... No, Return to Horror High. High. That was pretty terrible. <laughs> it's pretty terrible, but it, I mean, I I mean, I guess it. you could say it's claim to fame now is George, George Clooney's Clooney. in it for like all of five minutes and he's spoiler it's a 40 year old movie he's the first one to die that's right he is weird ass movie it's pretty terrible it's pretty bad but <laughs> pretty low budget deserves, even for 80s slasher i movies. think it deserves an episode at some point <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to scream okay so then so what what's what is even the, what is the more iconic scene the opening mm-hmm. or the final act at Steve's house with the party? Well, I mean, the party scene, oh, gosh. I don't know if I can pick a favorite, actually. Because, I mean, it's, that's, I mean, I mean, I think they're equally iconic, but that's where Randy explains the rules. Right. You know, and that's where you get the reveal that it's not just one killer, it's but two, two. killers. Mm-hmm. The plan backfires. I guess because, like I said, I hadn't seen it for a while. And then we just watched it. Well, to me, it's more of like a comedy slasher. It it has dark humor. It has Mm -hmm. some dark humor. But I wouldn't say it's like a horror comedy. Okay. I guess like Matt Lillard is is the comedic relief. Jamie Kennedy is the comedic relief. There's there's some comedic relief, yes. But it's not a horror comedy. Well, I I think that's kind of like what I was expecting when we watched it a couple, a month or two ago. Um, But yeah, I just, I didn't remember it being so gruesome and seeing as much as you actually see. But see, but all the real, like the brutal stuff is at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. The Drew Barrymore's boyfriend, that scene, like rewatching it from when I watched it as like a young child was just like, oh my God, this is, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that it was going to be Billy? No. Or Matt Lillard? But again, that was like my my gateway into horror and slasher movies. I didn't have an older brother to watch all other slashers or horror movies. I wasn't your typical kid. I didn't see it until high school. So I wasn't scarred by clowns for life. I didn't didn't, see it until I was like in college. I didn't see a lot of the horror movies that other kids saw growing up where that's where all their phobias and fears came from. So... It was like my first real like horror movie where it's like I chose to watch this. So like I didn't know the tropes. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and then that's one of the things that makes Scream iconic. It was the first one to kind of shine a light on the tropes and the absurdity of the tropes. That it's always, I'll be right back. No, you won't, you know. I love that part with Bat Lillard. And he's like, like oh, you want a beer? Right yeah, you want a beer? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So, you know, so to me, it's, you know, I went into it with no expectations, no inklings, just watching it. And I was like, whoa, it's Stu and Billy. Was it Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson from the beginning? 
I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Kevin Williams. Well, because Kevin Williamson wrote the script. Uh huh. And then when it went through a couple iterations before it be the it is what it became. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like he started one point, and then once he got connected with Russ Craven, they rewrote it a little bit. Oh, okay. So it wasn't exactly what he originally wrote. Oh, okay. Oh, he's so good. I didn't realize until, I don't know, the last couple of years that he was the one behind Scream, Dawson's Creek. Uh, uh, I know what you did last summer. Didn't he do the Mighty Ducks? What? Yeah. Kevin Williamson? Yeah. I thought that's what kind of led us down this whole path because we were watching the Disney Plus show. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Or maybe that. I'm getting people mixed up. Yeah, I don't remember that. But he just did like a lot of iconic 90s, early 2000s. Although I will say, and I think it was his, um, maybe not his first movie, but first couple, he did a movie, he, oh gosh, Teaching Mrs. Tingle. And, um, Katie Holmes is in it. And I, I, I liked it. I wanted it to be so much better than it actually was. And it just like, it didn't, it didn't do anything for me. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I got mixed up with Stephen Brill. Yeah, you're like way off. Yeah. I was way off. Sorry. Apologies. So what do you think of, I never know how to pronounce her name. Nev Campbell? Neve Campbell? Nev Campbell? Mm Mm-hmm. She's good in the Scream movies. I don't think she's like an amazing actress. Nev or Jamie Lee Curtis since we just watched. Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously. She's the queen of Scream Queens. (laughs) Hello. She's been doing it for 50 years now at this point. Has she really? 79 to 2022. 79, that was the first Halloween movie? Yeah. Dang. I used to think Skeet, well, I mean, he still is. Skeet Orange was such a babe. <laughs> what? I don't I don't remember what came first, if it was Scream or The Craft, but have you ever seen The Craft? We've watched it together. Okay, I'm sorry. He was like one of the celebrity crushes of my childhood. <laughs> what are what are some of your favorite parts? Uh, Henry Winkler's death's a pretty good scene. <laughs> I'm kind of forgetting that. Because he, he confiscate a kid runs through the school in the ghost face mask mm-hmm. and he confiscates it so then like he puts it on he's like in the mirror in his office like ugh, ugh, and then that's when he gets killed <laughs> I think Rose McGowan I think that's like the thing I remember the most is is Rose McGowan's uh, death through the what is that supposed to be like the doggy door in the garage or mm-hmm. the doggy door in the garage door yeah. Or the pet door. <laughs> or know. yeah, the pet door in the garage. Oh, that's brutal. She like she could have fit, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things now having watched enough times is like you could tell that she obviously fits, but yeah. You know. It's like uh, she could get in and out easily because they need her to be able to get out and out easily, but for the movie. Yeah. She can't get out. Ooh. Is that the is that the first death the first death? At the party? Yes. She's the first to kill at the party. Okay. And she's Matt Lillard's girlfriend. Correct. 
So then, why is she killed? She wants to be famous, wants to be on TV. But it really doesn't make sense. Because every high school couple lasts forever. I forgot. <sighs> particularly, no. particularly in the movie and film world. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, why would you kill <coughs> the girlfriend of one of the killers? Or, well, see, here's something, a fan theory, if you will. How do we know Stu's the one that killed her? Could have been Billy. Was she supposed to be killed? Mm-hmm. Or did Billy kill her? Right. Just like he's, he's stabbed Stu a little deep and he's getting a little woozy. Oh, my God. that I will say that is like, I kind of like that scene. <laughs> <laughs> when they're going after each other. So I always forget, like, what is, I feel like this is such a dumb question and I don't know why I can't keep this straight. What is the reason that like Billy is, because obviously he and Nev Campbell's character are together, but Mm -hmm. why does like he go after her? Because their parents had a relationship or were having an affair? Yes. Okay. Nev's mother Mm -hmm. was the town floozy Mm -hmm. and slept with Billy's Dad. dad. So that's why his family fell apart. Okay. Because his mom ran out on him. Okay. So he blames Sydney's mom and because, and therefore Sydney for his life being ruined. So that's why he kills her mom. So then why does um, Matt Lillard like come into. Because he wants to be famous and he wants to be on TV. Gonna be famous. Gonna be on TV. Because he wants to be, he just wants to be famous and be the survivor. Because that was the plan. Okay. They were going to be the two survivors of this. Mm-hmm. Pin Massacre. it on, pin it on Sydney. Uh huh. And then be the local heroes that stopped the killing spree. That was yeah. Stu's plan. But Billy was a little nuts. So he stabbed him too deep and made him a little woozy. Do you, obviously, you like that part. It's one of the. I mean, it's a Matt Lillard is just great in this movie. He is. I really like him. So, I'm kind of. I don't know if I should be jumping forward to the most recent scream, um, because I at this point I have watched all of them now. I kind. I definitely watched them. They're now five. Right. I've definitely watched them out of order, but in the most recent one, we learned that. Hold on. Okay. Don't be spoiling anything. Okay. Fine. The new one just came out within within the last few months. I mean... Cool your jets, pump your brakes. People should have watched it by now. Okay, fine. Um, We're talking about his sister. His sister's in a couple of them. Wait, who are you talking about? <laughs> Randy's sister. Isn't that you're going to talk about? Randy's sister? What? Yes. Randy's sister's in like three of the movies. Randy is Jamie Kennedy, correct? Yes. Wait. Who is his sister? His sister. His sister's in in the third one because she was with Sydney in in L.A. In the fifth one? No, that's Marley. What's her name? His sister is the mother of the kids of the twins in the new one. Why do I feel so? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So she's in three of the five movies. Okay. I don't remember that at all. Do you watch the same movies that I do when we're watching movies? Yes. Well, like I said, one is probably the one I've watched the most. 
the second one I watched for the first time just a couple years ago. The third one I just watched for the first time a couple weeks ago. And the fourth one I've seen like once or twice. So I wanted to quickly look up because I couldn't remember if it was actually a real house. The house that is um, used for that uh, the, the party scene. Um, and it actually is in California. Totally thought that it was on the East Coast. It's, um, was it last Halloween when we like briefly looked at the article that you could... You could stay in the house for like a couple days. Okay. It was last year. Yeah, it was last year. So that's pretty cool. What? It's a bit weird. Bit much. I mean, that's kind of like a thing. Like, oh, in the last year, I've seen like the Home Alone house you can stay in. And I know there's been a couple other like homes for movies that you can essentially stay in. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, that's a no for me. I mean, come on. The Home Alone house is, is super cool. Yeah, on the outside. Yeah. You don't even know what the inside looks like. No. And plus, if anything, stay at the hotel in Colorado that inspired The Shining. Go to real locales that inspired stuff, not just something that was shot at. True. I don't know if I could do that, though. Why? Is that hotel, like, really haunted? I don't know. I don't know. It's creepy. Because it's up in the middle of the the Rockies and it closes for the winter because you can't get in or out. Oh, yeah. That's a little scary. I don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's why you don't go up there. Nobody, they don't allow you to stay during the winter. You can only stay in the summer. That'd be really scary. Stay in room 237. No, thanks. (laughs) So, in the end, we find out that it's Billy and Stu. And Stu. And the whole like banter between Billy and Stu in the end is really funny because they're basically like stabbing each other now. And I forget, I think like Stu's even like trying to call his parents to like try to get himself out of the mess that they have created. And do you remember this? Well, Stu realizes that one that Billy <laughs> messed him up good, and then Billy's kind of going off the rails of their plan because the whole time Billy had his own plan. He sold a plan to Stu, but he never intended to stick to that plan. Oh, okay. And then so that so like when once he realizes like Billy's like terminally wounded him, that's when he's like, "I'm dying, Billy," you know, and. <laughs> Like, he starts, like, yeah. freaking out because he's, like, he's realizing he's going to die. Right, yeah. And that wasn't the plan. That was really sad because, like, the whole time, even though that Mac Lillard is a killer, I really liked his character. He's just weird and goofy. But who, does he end up just, like, dying in the kitchen? No, I think Gail shoots him. Gail shoots him because I because like they're in the kitchen. Because he turns and... he turns to grab the gun and he realizes the gun's gone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Hey, Billy, did you take my gun?" And that's I and Gail shoots him. And that's him. when uh huh. Because I remember her like falling on the staircase, like the the porch stairs. And then there's the whole like scene in the kitchen with um, the two guys and and Nev Campbell. And then I'm just, yeah, I'm forgetting how Stu and, and then Nev Campbell kills Billy, right? Right. Yeah. Because, 
hold because that's where Randy goes, hold on. Right. The color comes always comes back for one last scare. <laughs> and as soon as he sits up, he goes, ha, and he gets shot square in the forehead. Yeah. Which would never happen in real life with no training. What? Like she would perfectly shoot him square in the forehead. Oh. When she would be surprised with no training. That's the end, right? Yeah. It like pans out from the house, house. with yeah, because it goes to a, a cool scene. Because it goes to a reporter, or it right. goes to Gail. Gail is like, follow me. He's like, this house is the site of the whatever, whatever, with the ambulance and the police. And mm-hmm. but it is really, it's well, I shouldn't say like that's cool, like this whole massacre, but the shot that kind of like pans out from the house and then like the sun is coming up and it's just like a really pretty scene. <sighs> Such a classic movie. Yeah. <laughs> Revived the genre, launched a franchise, launched a franchise within a franchise. So good. Can't wait for six to come out. I forget. Is it coming out next year? I believe it's supposed to come out this fall. This fall? The fifth one just came out last fall. Was it last? No, it was in January. Yeah, but the, um, that's true. But they had already shot it. It was going to oh. be released oh, in 2020, but it got delayed because, because of, of COVID. COVID. Yeah, I kind of want to watch Scream now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at the Messy Bookshelf Podcast.